How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. WGR. Here's the American dream. Dusty Rhodes and Dusty, your fans welcome you back, man. Sports Radio 550. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Sports Talk Saturday. No respect. No honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years, they give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. Want to talk to the guys on Sports Talk Saturday? Call or text us now. You put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Uh, Jim Nance at the Masters. Hello, friends. <clears throat> Good morning, and welcome to Sports Talk Saturday. Nate Geary, I'm here. I'm, 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 I'm in the seat. You're live. I'm alive. I'm here on a Saturday. Yep. Um, they're paying me triple time to be here. <laughs> um, so that is why I am here. Uh, it was an, an immense increase uh, in... Um, Actually, they just added a bunch of bonuses. I got like uh, this really nice mug in here okay. uh, that keeps my keeps my tea warm. I'm now I'm a tea. Yeah, a lot has changed since the last time I was on Sports Talk Saturday. I drink tea now. Um, chai, chai tea. We on that uh, sleepy time bear regimen? Uh, getting some, uh, getting real cozy next to super a radio. cozy. That's right, super cozy. A fuzzy blanket, those big fuzzy socks, and now I drink tai, chai tea at 11 a.m. in the morning. Uh, Schmelestial schmeezings. Mm-hmm. You get it. That's right. Yeah. Um, Drink only things that come in rectangles. And I recently uh, started doing a little bit of research about my signs, my moon sign. So, um, you know, I, I learned because of my specific moon sign, drinking chai tea during the day is really it's it's beneficial to my um, to my aura. Eight oh three oh five fifty. That's right. We should get the number out there so people. If you have any chai tea and or uh, any real, um, you know, thing. I mean, it is draft season, so it's pretty much astrology. So it's it. I would I would bet that Brandon Bean, NFL GMs everywhere. One of the first questions they ask: What is your moon sign? Yeah. What's, what is your Earth sign? That what's rising? Are you uh, are you an air? Are you an Earth? Are, are you, you are you an Aries? That's right. Are you a Capricorn? That's, I'm. I'm a Capricorn. It's you know, it's just you know, you know how we do here in the war room when we, oh, that's right. Together, it's all Taurus vibes. That's how like, it is. And, and all of a sudden, you know, you're you're on a call, you're about to make a trade, uh, and then you find out in the final moments of of agreeing to a trade that DeAndre Hopkins is actually he's an Aries, and you can't Ooh. possibly mix that Aries energy. We're looking for more Scorpio vibes. We are we are looking for for Libra vibes. Actually, we're looking Ooh. for Libra vibes that's here. Right. Uh, and DeAndre Hopkins simply does not fit the vibe. So sorry, we yep. we thanks but no thanks sort of thing. That's right. That's that's I I suspect what will happen. We've we've consulted our Instagram account and all and the <laughs> six hundred and fifty accounts we follow that are women who give free astrology updates. Yes, yes. 
<sighs> well, now I'm giving free astrology updates, so it's uh, it's part of the new gig, I guess that I that I've got going on. That's but, great. Um, I'm happy for you. Yeah, no, listen, it's it's a it's a good time. It's a good time to be me, uh, clearly. Um, so let me let me give you a quick rundown of what we got going on today until two o'clock, um, and then after that, you're on your own. Figure <laughs> out something to do. I, I you know, there's there's sports on. <laughs> Um, there's the Zurich Classic. If you're so inclined to watch some team, some team play golf, there's some money laundering going on. Yeah, right? yeah. Because uh, well, when I hear Zurich, I think of banks. And when I think of banks, I think of money laundering. That's right. Yeah, that's the money laundering classic um, uh, down in uh, New Orleans of all places, which is not necessarily known as the home of money laundering. You'd think like Long Island or the Caymans. The Caymans, yes. The, New Orleans is where it usually starts. That's a good point. The and people then, who need the money laundering are in New Orleans, and then and then it goes overseas. That's right. Yeah, and then uh, it's. There, that actually, it's funny because next week's event, the Swiss Bank Open, um, is actually um, it's actually quite it's under the radar. <laughs> That's right. You can't. You don't really. They don't actually tell you who or what is playing. Uh, you just have to show up and hope for the best. <laughs> there's actually there's right. no rules analysts. That's correct. It is it is a free for all. You just go out and you shoot golf balls. There's no there's unnamed no regulations. That's no, right. That's unnamed accounts. No regulations. That's right. The unnamed accounts open. <clears throat> Classic how the show has just gone off the rails in five minutes. That's that's exactly the kind of energy I needed back in my life, to be honest. I have a question for you. Sure. So last night, you and I mm-hmm. were at the same place at the same time. That's right. And uh, we were uh, celebrating the life and times of Joe DiBiase. His singled life and times, yes. That's right. Gone but not forgotten. Um so there at at the kind of festivities there were there were there were ra- door raffles and Oh yes. Did I win and, anything by the way? Uh you did not. Okay. Um so who buys five door prize tickets? Which is you? You? Oh, do. I did that. Well, I, in fairness, I bought I bought like forty dollars worth of fifty fifty tickets. That's right. So it, it got a little off balance there. Yeah, a I noticed bit. that. I listen. Sometimes when I'm when I'm given opportunities to buy raffle tickets, I'm like forty dollars, and then I'm like, oh, that wasn't really the thing I wanted forty dollars so worth of tickets for. I have two questions yeah. for you now. I'll ask the first one here though. Um, there were two gloves, uh, ah, two yes. boxing gloves, donated as prizes um, to the festivities. Um, by one a, a local uh, famous heavyweight um, who at one time claimed to be a third franchise. Anyway, so maybe Joe Messi. Yeah, sure. Uh, there were uh, so though. those were these were prizes to be given away. Okay, uh, fabulous prizes. They were auctioned off separately. Oh, okay. They were auctioned. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Not, I, auctioned isn't the right word. It's part of the door prize. Like you okay. put the ticket and you get the thing. Sure, sure, sure. Silent auction kind of joint. Um, is that weird? Because when I think of boxing gloves. I think of not boxing glove. I think of gloves. I think of them together. Ah, right. A pair. A pair. Because two people won them yeah. differently. So now there's now you're walking around and you've got a bo- one person has a boxing glove on their hand and the other person has the other boxing glove on their hand. And they don't have the set. So I would tell you that I would, I would expect one to be raffled off. And the reason being is when you get a, a – because what you're going to do is hopefully get a case for it. And if you get a case for the boxing glove – it's going to fit one glove. You could get you have both, but you'd have them in separate is cases. It, is it common to have as a memorabilia one glove? Yes. Ah, uh, okay. So yes. I didn't know that. Okay, so it's a common thing. It's a normal Unless thing. Unless you are buying like used gloves like from a match. Okay. In which case you'd get them like tied together Yeah, I and, do not like, think this was the case. These were new gloves. Yeah. They were autographed, right. but they were not used in the ring. That's and I think that's that's the, your big differentiator there. Okay. Yeah. So I know, this is new to me. So good. I'm glad. Yeah, my 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 boss recently won a Mike Tyson signed glove, Ooh. but it was not used. It was just a, it was a, you know, one of the red classic, you okay. know, boxing gloves. Um and it came in a case, and within that case, you know, it's propped up nicely and sits there. Um, it's like the perfect size, you know, rectangular case for it to be held in. Right. Um, it would be weird if there were two, I feel like. Really? Yeah. I feel like it'd be weird if they weren't together. But then you have, you'd have two gloves signed by the same person. Well, you know what? That's a good point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you had... A, stif- unless you a had, different thing on the other glove. You know, George Foreman and, you know... Someone else, and okay. like in each of the gloves are from the same set. One's a right, one's a left, yeah, and then like you get one like you know now that you mention it, you know what I mean. Yeah. You you you'd get people that fought each other in a fight, or maybe a famous fight, and yeah. then you'd have them displayed next to each other, almost like you know. But otherwise, yeah, yeah. these are all perfectly reasonable explanations. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, Second no. thing, if you had won the fifty-fifty split, mm-hmm. I you I would not have given you any of the money. The money goes back to the person who the festivities yeah, yeah. are for. That's correct. Okay, good. That's correct. I wanted to make sure we knew that, and that's what happened. Who won? The person who won 
when all when it was it's it's not an actual so, 50-50 split. Jeremy had a good idea yesterday. Yes. He didn't tell me this directly. Joe told me this. Uh, and by the way, had the person that won the 50-50 had if they'd done this, they would have made some very good money, which was to take the winnings of the 50-50, do the 50-50 like right at seven o'clock. Whoever wins, mm-hmm. you put the winnings on the Knicks. Ooh, and then then. You win, you get to keep your money, and also the other person gets to... I think that's a good idea if it involves the person who's the festivities for. Sure. So like you, it's like, hey, okay, we, here's the 50-50 pot. We want it. That's fantastic. We're putting this money on the line right now, and you, ma- put, you make the call. You make the call. And Joe was like, I would have been good with it. Yeah. Joe, Joe said he was cool with it, which yeah. I thought would have been a good idea, to be but honest. But I think that's fun. That makes it fun. It does make it fun. Absolutely. You could walk away with nothing. Or you could each walk away with something, which is, you know, it's nice. But the Knicks, they, they won by 20, so that would have worked out for... Yeah, they did well. They did do well. There was one person at this party in clear Knicks gear and turned mm. off playoff hockey to turn on playoff basketball. Oh, how'd that go over in that room? Tele- Nobody cared. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. everybody was drinking. And so the singular TV was showing playoff NBA basketball sure. in South Buffalo. So like checks me, out actually. I was fine with it. Yeah, honestly. Checks out. Yeah, it was. But I imagine like people like Bulldog might have been like giving like a like a like a stark look perhaps. A bulldog was playing playing the crowd, walking around, you know, shaking hands, kissing. Sure, babies, that's kind a good of a point. Joint. Yeah, when you see radios the bulldog. Radios the bulldog. <laughs> like you just can't resist. Like the man's going to be busy just talking to all of his that's fans. Right. All that, of that's right. That's that, that that's a good point. I ha, listen. Had I had I known the Knicks game was going to go on, I might have stayed longer. But uh, no, I, I I had dinner plans. But that uh, was fantastic. By by the way, the dinner that I had was unbelievable. And it was a great time had by all. We're very happy for Joe. We are. We're incredibly happy for Joe. Yes. And then of course you know the first thing that that I ask when I get there is you know like when when are the babies coming? Like, that's right. Are, and he was like, can you can we get like married first? When do you? Get to do the thing right. that is the only thing that it's about, which right. is producing an offspring. Correct. Or an offspring. So they offspring too. An yeah. offspring too. Yeah. An offspring that can inherit your property. That's, that's right. The whole point yes. Of marriage. That's the whole point of marriage. That's is right. Can I pass my property Who line? Who is down? your heir? That's right. Do you have a male heir? And yes am or I no? am I going to keep my vehicle in storage so that at one point you may take it and then also take on the the debt of it as well? Absolutely. Obviously. That's right. Who am I passing debt off to? That's. If, if unless for certain, that's the only reason to get married is who am I going to pass my debt off to when I die? Because it's not going to pay itself. That's right. That, you know what? That's that's billionaire mindset right there. That's exactly right. That's right. You have to if you want to if you want to be in the top one percent, you got to think you like got the top one percent. That's right. And if and that is who is taking my debt because it sure ain't me. It's not me. When I die, I'm dying with I'm it. I'm rich. They can't do anything about the debt when I'm, I'm not in my supposed grave. To owe money, I'm supposed to have it. That's exactly right. At all times, That's I'm right. actually I'm going to be buried with my belongings. I want to be, be buried with my with singles. Ooh, love it! That real classic. You're a and real a classic singles. Western civilizations joint. Yes, like ancient tribal. A wooden box. Europe. I want to be rested in in singles. E, a, 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 <laughs> And, and coin, I'd like them to be off currency, De- though. And coins from Devlin's Deuce. Um, I, I would like them to be taken off of the... What, what are they, they? They demint them? I'd like them to be deminted $1 bills. What would be the most Buffalo Egyptian-style burial? Like, they're putting all the stuff with you that you're supposed to take into the next oh, world right, when right. you're reincarnated. It would, it, it, you'd have to have tokens from local bars, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, 100%. A pair of bowling shoes. A pair of bowling shoes. Um... Like a replica Dominic Kashuk mask. Right. You know? Like when the bird people come down to Earth in a couple of thousand years and start excavating our sites. Right. They find a, the grave sites of people from Buffalo. They want to find an old Coho helmet <laughs> in Ab- there. It has to be Coho. has to be Coho. Absolutely. For- Absolutely has to be Coho. Oh, my goodness. That's so good. Yeah. That's right. Um, and I, my, my, what I love about, again, this show is that the first five minutes went off the rail, and then the next seven. We accelerated. We're just, we, yeah. What are we, we going to do? Talk about sports? Yeah, right. Come on. It's, it's a Saturday morning. It's Saturday morning. Sabres are, you know, the, the drafts in a week there's really nothing to talk about there nothing that you haven't already heard five times maybe 20 times frankly honestly it's pretty insufferable it is. Listen, I, I, as, as someone who will be here Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah, the anyway, entirety. Continuing draft coverage on WGR <laughs> next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Into this program. This program will Into be this draft program. coverage. That's right. Next Saturday. Um, and so that's what? We got like four, five, ten, oh, right around 15 to 16 hours Hell yeah. of draft coverage that I will be, Joe and I will be manning. Um, it's not that I don't love the draft. There's something about this draft in particular. I've had a tough time. Getting out of bed for. Hmm. Don't know why. Don't know why. What is it? 
What? Okay, so, okay, let's rephrase the question. What normally gets you hyped? Uh, is it bill specific or is it yeah, draft specific? I, well, it could be a little bit of both, but I think the the fact that the the needs this year are linebacker and defensive line instead of like not not that corner is some sort of sexy position to be needing, but it did feel a little sexier last year. I want to say. Well, the, uh, you had your top guy annihilated, and it, and it had been right after you know thirteen seconds. That's right. So this year is a far different anticlimactic. Maybe maybe it's just hangover from how the season ended. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just like I'm weaning off football a little bit for right now. We're all, we're all taking some time apart. We're taking we're taking a couple of weeks apart. Um, I'm going to go live with my dad. God, it was a rough ending. I'm going to I'm going to live with my dad for a little while. Um, I'll, you know, the I'll Sabres. still pay rent. I'll you're still pay rent. You're going to live with the Sabers. So I'm going to go live with the Sabers for a little while, and then <laughs> and then we'll reassess after that. That's and right. That's that's kind of where I'm in the reassessment time. And now I, I'm like the Knicks are kind of good. So like now my, the one team that I would say is like my number three. You know, Bills, Sape, well, where does Notre Dame fit into that, my hierarchy right now? Where do, well, I would generally say that they are three. I was going to say, when do they start making Bills, you mad? Yeah. <laughs> October, November. Okay. But this year it was interesting because it was September. Um, yeah, I'd say Bills, Sabres, Notre Dame, and Knicks are kind of probably, Knicks and Notre Dame are, mm-hmm. mm, I think that hierarchy's wrong. I think the Knicks might be two, and they might borderline be more than the Bills sometimes. Ooh. I get very – maybe because of the nature of this job and, and, and watching games, I still get animated during games, obviously, if you follow me on Twitter. Um, but Notre Dame, I am pacing. I am standing up, uh, yelling. Um, like today, the spring game's at 2 o'clock. I'm going to watch the spring game today. Okay. There's a certain kind of fanhood you have to have to watch the spring game. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Um, yeah. So I want to say that maybe they've uh, largely, for the last decade, they've been above the Sabres. Sabres pulling me back in and hard. They're, they're pulling. Yeah. How about this? I might be more excited about the NHL draft than the NFL draft. And I now ask me if I know anyone other than Connor Bedard. Nope. I don't. Nope. But that's, you know, that's to be expected. Um, but in terms of, you know what? When you put it like that, in terms of like the prospect line, who's growing, who's on the way. Yeah. I know way more about the Sabres than I yeah. do about where the Bills are. Who's long-term. the next? Who's, who's next, the next? Who's, who's on the way? But you also like the Sabres are at the precipice of becoming hopefully a long-term contending team. Different development stages. Yeah, and and in the NFL and NHL they just develop very differently. That's right. And the NFL you're drafting guys at eighteen. Yeah, seventeen sometimes. And in the NFL, you're drafting a guy who's expected to start producing 21, 22, 23 years old. Yeah, it's there's no pipeline. It's just they're here and you go, and that's yeah. it. And if you're like if you're paying attention to freshmen and sophomores in college to figure out where they're going in the NFL draft for your team, that's you need to talk to somebody. That's real sicko behavior. Yeah, I know. That's 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 what I do. You know, and like lately over the last couple of weeks, I've just been exhausting myself listening to podcasts and watch and, and, and reading. Have you ever read a draft guide? Not if, for fantasy drafts a while ago, but sure. for like the actual draft? Yes. No. There is a I I'm om- how about this. I'm almost done. Now, now now when you're reading a draft guide, you're not reading every single prospect, right? But you want to familiarize yourself with guys that are, you know, projected 1 through 5 picks, sure. 1 through 5th round picks, mm-hmm. right? Dane Brugler uh, of the Athletic, he does a great, 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 great draft guide. It is three hundred and six pages long. No, thank you. Uh, if I were to tell you that I'm now down to his one hundred prospects, top one hundred prospects, which are at the end. I mean, it's like the final five pages. Um, his top one hundred prospects. <clears throat> I've probably read about two hundred, one hundred and seventy-five to two hundred pages of. Dudes. Scouting reports. Of just dudes. Yeah, just scouting reports. And what you realize very quickly when you read this many scouting reports is there aren't a lot of different things you can say about different people. You kind of end up regurgitating the same sort of moniker about someone that you did like five pages before. You're yeah. like, this guy does this really, really well. He doesn't do this really well. And then you realize there are only so many things that men in the sport of, of football can do well and not well. And there are a lot of crossover between this guy does this thing well and this thing well. They're very Does not do this roles. thing well. That's right. So, like, how how many different ways can you talk about a, a guy who's a safety? That's right. Who has very specific tasks on a football field that they're asked to do, right? But, so, I'm learning a lot. When, when you read smart people, you learn a lot about, like, positions that 
listen, I mean, playing football my whole life and playing quarterback, there was a certain level of knowledge you had to know. You kind of had to know what other people's jobs were mm-hmm. in order to do your job. Right. So, like, on offense, I knew, like, generally speaking, for this play to be successful, the guard's got to be able to do this, and he's got to win this, and he's got to peel back, he's got to... So when it goes wrong, you can, you can know what to do. That, right, that's right, and, and the coach doesn't yell at me. I say, well, that idiot, he missed his block, right. and, you know, that was his job. Uh, but also, but more so like the skilled position players. Like, in a given route, you got to know in a play, if it's a pass play, you got to know what everyone's routes are, and if you yep. don't... You know, that's kind of what I, where I found myself in college. Where's the it, ball going? College was a very different animal for me. It was a very different... It was, quite frankly, a different language, the the plays that you were calling. Almost all of football is language acquisition. It is. It is understand, like, and, like, to, un- it's a, it is not easy. No. To learn a language. It's extremely difficult. I went from very broad, we are going to tell you exactly, the play is what the play is. Yeah. Right? To numerical, you know, 175. So now you're decoding. Correct. And you're decoding, and then you're also trying to run no huddle and use two separate forms of numbers. And then, you know, you'd say Washington to start, which means that's the first number that's right. that I'm going to say. And then, you know, Jefferson or whatever. Like, it would be, mm-hmm. you know, we'd use presidents Because to you're say, saying it out loud, and the other team is listening. That's right. So you have to code it, decode it, and it's like two layers of coding. Because it's not even explicit language in your own playbook. Now imagine leaving high school running triple option where there were seven plays. In a sport where you get hit in the head all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's hard to do. And then you go from being 18 years old and, you know, kind of like the king of your domain to being 19 years old and being like, you know, the twerp that is there. You better know your crap and you better not ruin someone else's, you know. And you get 40 seconds. But all of those seconds are spent communicating that play yeah. and assessing what the defense is doing. It's a lot. If you have to get out of that play and switch to a different one, you don't have time. That's to right. De- there's no decoding time. No. <clears throat> so when you get the play and you call the play and then you realize this play is not going to work, you, then you got to do the whole thing over again. Like I'm a, okay, so I'm a teacher when I'm not doing this. Sure. So I know what it's like to have accommodations for people who need extra time to do mm, tasks, yeah, yeah. who have built-in like things because it takes longer for them to decode language than others. So they in schools you get that help. It's the point. Yeah. In football, that help is non-existent. It's yeah. a, it's a competitive sport. It is based on how well you process information. And if you can't figure it out, they'll find someone else to, will, to go in and yeah, figure it out for you. You don't get you know you don't get a educational learning plan for to get help because you're in, you need that extra five. The, the ref isn't going to give you an extra five. It's like this person been, goes a little longer. If he than did, an extra five. if I did get the extra five seconds, I might be somewhere. That's right. Yeah, you just, it just somewhere. you don't get that. And now you have to assess with this draft people's ability to read and process language where it is accelerated to an absurd degree even and even from college college is very advanced yes. especially division 1 i played division 3 and division 3 was very advanced yes division 1 is hyper advanced and then you've got the nfl which is you know brain surgeon doctorate level it's part of why when you know draft experts say this person is playing a pro style offense what they they they're talking about language, language. They're talking like in concepts, they, yeah. yeah, language yeah. and concepts. And when they come into the NFL, they don't have to learn an entirely new reality. When a quarterback's never been in a huddle before, right? It's not like going from geometry to calculus. Yeah, like it's it's an entirely different language. It's and like going from government class to government trigonometry. Class. Yeah, it's it, like you 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 you're there. You understand it. You've done it before. You have experience doing it, and that's valued. How you pro- like that's why Alan. Is so good. Yes. His ability to process information and his ability to understand what is placed in front of him and also use that language and understand that language makes him a good quarterback. It's how hard it is to, from the evaluation like standpoint of when you're trying, especially quarterbacks, right? Like a lot of what we're hearing this week about C.J. Stroud, right, who had been the betting favorite to be the number one quarterback taken off the draft board, didn't do well in a lot of cognitive testing and like how that's a red flag and now he might be dropping off the board. Whereas Bryce Young was. Acing cognitive testing. Right. And, you know, Will Levis, who's a guy that, like, people are, is he accurate enough? Well, he may not be accurate, but man, people always talked about the grease board with Josh Allen. Man, he gets, he's really impressive when he gets up to the grease board, which is such a football term because it's just the dry erase board. <laughs> That's right. It's not, there's, there's no, grease, there's no involved. grease involved. No. Anyways. Um, yeah, so let me give you a quick rundown of who we got coming up here. I've got Ryan Talbot, uh, Syracuse.com, New York Upstate, uh, the Shout Podcast. He's joining us at 11.30. Mike Tanier. 
uh, Football Outsiders. He joins us at 12. I've got Matt Verderam, Sports Illustrated. He's going to join us at 12.30, and my buddy Greg Tom said a cover once. We're going to talk lots of draft, lots of what the Bills might do. But before we go to break and we move on to that, I really just quickly wanted to um, acknowledge someone <clears throat> very um, – very important to me personally, but someone that was very, um, I think, important to the station for a long time. Um, you know, Roger Weiss passed away last week. And um, if you listened to this station uh, on the weekend, uh, like I did when I was younger, um, Roger and Tony Calagiri did the Inside High School Sports Show for, oh my gosh, I mean, just decades. I produced it for a long time. I, I did as well. Yeah. I produced it for, um, for right around four years. Um, so every Saturday morning I'd come in here, um, and Roger worked with my two uncles. Um, so there was a bit of a family connection and every time I came in and I saw Roger, Roger would, would pop in over after the inside high school sports show to say, you know, Hey Nate, hope you're, hope you're doing good. Uh, you know, tell your uncles, I say, hi, it's been a long time, blah, blah, blah. Um, COVID hit and the programming here changed a little bit because a lot of things went off site. Um, High school sports practically stopped. It, correct. It came to a, a grinding halt. And Roger is such a, um advocate for high school sports, but not just football and, and, and the boys' run of this. Roger would spend time going to travel girls softball games to know – who the young, talented players that were going to be feeding into the high school program so that he could come on this show on a Saturday morning and talk about how excited he was about the state of Williamsville East softball. And often put them on the air. Yes. Quite often. Yeah. Get the girls and get the guys in here. Um, which, when you are in high school and you are an athlete and you're not going to Notre Dame and you're not going to Clemson, um, that little bit of recognition. Now, I think that modern-day High school athletics does a way better job. Social media has helped this. Um, video content, TikTok, like you get yeah. exposure as athletes locally. And like, you know, like I, I notice now at my old high school, Frontier, they've got a student section Instagram account and it's, you know, there's 500 followers and they're, you know, sending posts about the night's game. And there are you know, companies that are designed to build tape for high school athletes. Correct. Now. And and like as little as 12 years ago when I graduated high school. High schools have tape now. Like they do tape analysis yeah. of their own games. That's right. And I mean they started doing that. They started doing that like we had the big eye in the sky, um but technology is very different now. Um I had the pleasure luckily, you know, this year I did um high school sports for TV for um my TV Buffalo and um I was doing a game at um All High Stadium. And I saw Roger. He was down on this on the field. Um, at the time, I could tell he, he he was looking sickly. He was not looking particularly healthy. Um, so I was in the middle of doing my pregame warm-up, pulled the headset off, ran down to go say hi to him, gave me a big old bear hug. Um, and then during the game, he'd walked into the into the broadcast booth. Uh, he was leaving, and you know he came up to, to say goodbye to me again. And I didn't know that that would be the last time I saw Roger. Right. Um, and that would have been you know like November October time period. Um, but he is one of those very rare people um, in your life. And you could say this about friends, right? Men do this maybe more than women do. They have friends where you don't see each other, call each other, communicate with each other for months, sometimes years. And then you see each other and it's just like, you know, no, no time has ever passed between the last time you saw them. And Roger's, you know, is much older than me. Um, but I had that sort of friendship with Roger mm -hmm. because of the time we spent here, um, because of the time um, that, you know, he spent covering me in high school. And the same, like Dick Gallagher in this way, um, meant a lot to a lot of people here in Western New York because of his coverage of high school sports and his, his ability to, to bring high school sports to the front page of the Buffalo News. Um, and, you know, Roger's the same way in bringing high school sports to the microphone. Um, and, you know, I know, I, I can only imagine Tony, who worked with, who worked with Roger for, again, decades, um, you know, kind of feels about what has happened this week. And May 18th, 1 o'clock, is his service. He wanted to be – he wanted to have his service on his on his wife's birthday um, because, that, like Roger, doesn't really think about himself. He's like, I, this is the day that I want to have it. It's a, um, it's a month from now, just, just, just under a month from now. Um, and I'll, I'll be there, and I hope others who have been, you know, I don't know impacted by Roger – um, make it out as well. I think it's at. Uh, I think it's in Hamburg. At maybe I'm, I'm probably going to butcher the place, but it's like Lombardo Funeral Home potentially in Hamburg. Um, 
but he's just a great man uh, who did a lot of great things on his spare time. He went. He was in. Was he in World War II? He was in Vietnam. He's a Vietnam War vet and came home and did not have to spend his free time promoting high school sports, no. but did because he cared uh, and because it was just part of his passion. And um, I, I know I'll certainly miss Roger, and I just wanted to make sure I squeezed in some time to, to talk about his life and to talk about the impact he had on me, the people here at the station that have worked with him, um, and the, I mean, thousands of student-athletes across Western New York who um, benefited from his passion and his knowledge and his, um, you know, dedication. And, uh, you know, he'll, he'll surely, surely, surely be missed. Roger Weiss, um, you know, we'll miss you, my friend, and uh, thank you for everything that you did. All right, time out. On the other side, Ryan Talbot will join us here. We'll talk a little bit uh, about the Bills, about the draft, what's to come, what he thinks they'll do. DeAndre Hopkins, we'll get a little bit more in him this week as well, or today as well, here on Sports Talk Saturday and WGR. Don't forget to check out the WGR Apparel at WGR550Shop.com. Shop for t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, and more. Get your hands on a We Still Believe t-shirt at WGR550Shop.com. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why? Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast ever miss a moment of wgr sports radio 550 again rewind up to 24 hours with odyssey rewind download the odyssey app select wgr and go back in time driven by northtown automotive shop online at northtownauto.com All right, good morning. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday. Nate Geary here in the driver's seat for the next uh, two hours or so. Joining me on the Western Hotline, my first guest of the morning and into the afternoon is Ryan Talbot of New York Upstate. He's the co-host of the Shout Buffalo podcast with my man Matt Perino as well. Ryan, great to have you, buddy. Hope all is well. Um, hope you're gearing up for summer like I am. Uh, this this weather was a little bit of a tease the last couple of weeks, but uh, we're getting there, man. We're I feel like we're getting there. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. You know, we get a few days here in a row that are beautiful and get you ready for the summer, and then it uh, hits you with the cold again. But definitely ready for that, ready for the draft, though, next week, and excited to be on talking with you. So, Ryan, you uh, you get pretty plugged in on these draft visits, these top 30 visits, and then kind of when we move into the UDFA process as well. Um, what do you take, if anything, from these 
you know, pre-draft visits. They can't draft all of them, right? They don't have enough picks to draft all top 30 picks that they're going to bring in. But, you know, when you kind of look at year-over-year trends, uh, they, they brought in a bunch of corners last year and they took a corner. Would you say that them looking at as many wide receivers this year maybe indicates this team's really looking deeply into this wide receiver class? And does it necessarily mean they'll take one in the first if they're using top 30 meetings or top 30, um, you know, uh, like like meet at, like scouting meetings with these players? Or would you just say they want to bring in guys that they want to get a better look at and, and potentially look at maybe beyond day one? Well, looking at the top 30 visitors and the names attached to wide receiver, I, I think there's a legitimate possibility that at number 27, that's the route that they go. Uh, this regime has a history of selecting their first-round picks based on their top 30 visits. Uh, 2018, both Josh Allen and Jermaine Edmonds were top 30 visitors at Oliver in 2019. Obviously, you have the COVID years in, in 2020 and 2021 where they couldn't have top 30 visits. Uh, but even last year, Kyrie Elam was one of the top 30 visitors for this team. So uh, since Brandon Bean has been here, every first-round pick has been a top 30 visitor. And, and like you said, you know, there's other positions, too, that they brought in. But you, you look at the names of, of the wide receivers, Smith and Jigba. You know, right now he's kind of that consensus wide receiver one. Probably isn't going to be there. Zay Flowers could be in their range. Uh, maybe it's a lot of smoke, but a lot of uh, – a lot of rumors or news linking him to the Giants, so they go at 25, so maybe not there for the Bills. Jordan Addison, though, is, is the one that I could really see the Bills zeroing in on in the first round if he's still there. It, it's funny, at the end of the college season, he was the consensus number one wide receiver in this draft class, and it, it happens every year between the combine and uh, I don't know if it's just boredom or what. He's he suddenly dropped down three, four spots in these wide receiver rankings, but the film shows this a great route runner, a great hand, someone that could come in immediately and be Buffalo's number three wide receiver, but has the ceiling to be a, a wide receiver one in this league. Uh, and, you know, Brandon Bean said something interesting. He goes, sometimes when you draft a guy, you're going to get him on the field immediately, but you're also thinking one or two years ahead. And, you, you know, you look at Gabe Davis, he's entering the final year of, of his rookie deal. He might not be here in 2024. And, and uh, Stefan Diggs, obviously, with that contract, is here for at least a year or two. Uh, but they might be saying, okay, we need to look ahead and try to find that heir apparent, uh, even at wide receiver one for Josh Allen when that day comes. And with, with the cap hits and everything else in this league, yes, they're going to have more freedom next year with the NFL TV money coming in. Uh, but you also want to kind of lower those cap hits so you have more freedom to sign guys in free agency at other key positions. It does, Ryan, appear that they seem to be sort of hedging their bets on wide receiver, right? Like they went out, they made some moves, they, they signed Trent Sherfield, they bring in Deontay Harday, um, but they have not really hedged their bets at, and they even you could even say that they did a defensive tackle. Now, when you're talking about the future, they are a bunch of guys on expiring contracts at the defensive tackle position. They really have almost no one under, under contract next year at defensive tackle, which I think makes it for a sneaky position they could address maybe early and maybe more than one time in this draft. However, like they did not really hedge their bets at all at linebacker, at middle linebacker, right? They lose Tremaine Edmonds. Um, you know, they they did just bring in uh, AJ Klein again, but I, I'm not really certain that, that that that's a guy I view as someone that can play 17 games at Mike linebacker in this defense. So I would say that if they've hedged bets at other positions, just in case they don't get their guy in the draft in the first round, they didn't really do that at linebacker. And did, does that maybe speak to a little bit of? It's the most glaring hole on this team. I think everyone else, other GMs know this, other draft prognosticators know this, and yet there doesn't really seem to be the perfect fit at 27 for them to take a linebacker. It really seems like linebackers are going to start falling between like 35 and maybe 50, again, which is kind of right in the range of the Bills not being there. And I'm sort of wondering what your overall philosophy on what they might do to address the middle linebacker position, which we know is important to Sean McDermott's defense and always has been. He's always had somebody there, Luke Keekley and um, obviously Tremaine Edmonds. But like I, I think about this too, Ryan, in the same question of what their philosophy should be and, and how they attack the linebacker position is, does the linebacker position actually like really mean more to a Sean McDermott's defense than like a Bill Belichick's defense? Well, I, I think actually in many ways it does. And at the end of the season, you know, Bean and McDermott both talked about how they put rankings on certain positions and – how certain positions on their defense or even on their offense might be ranked higher than other teams. And, you know, they went out early on in this regime and they drafted Edmonds in the first round. And 
Matt Milano was a 2017er that uh, turned into a star for this team, but we've seen how important those two have been to the defense. Now with Edmonds gone, uh, I, I do think there is a hole there. And you mentioned they didn't bring anyone in, at least that we know of, on top 30 visits and the, even the private workouts. We haven't seen them link to any of the top guys at linebacker. But I think the Bills also realized, one, none of the linebackers in this draft class maybe necessarily are a, a first-round value. Now, maybe at 27, they surprise and uh, they take a Drew Sanders, who mock drafts have really liked, or, or a, a Campbell, who uh, I really like. But I, I feel like their fits are in round two, like you said, and uh, if it's a round two pick, you know, they, they've done their due diligence on these guys, regardless of a top 30 visitor or private workout or if they had them for a Zoom or not. Uh, they met with them at the combine. They they talked to the coaches of all these guys. Obviously, Campbell is working with uh, Luke Keekley, so they can talk to Keekley about him as well. Uh, I do see them being in, in play for a linebacker on day two of the draft if one is there. And if one does fall into that 50 range, uh, trading up in, in, on day two would definitely be something I could envision them doing. But uh, I also think the Bills are saying all the right things right now in case they miss out on those linebackers in terms of we like the guys that we have. We want to have that internal competition. Uh, they, they obviously draft a linebacker third round last year. We did not get to see him on the field very much in Terrell Bernard, but you know, they're saying he has the ability to play that role. Uh, Balin Specter tested off the charts in, in RAS uh, in terms of that athleticism. And, and if that's what they're looking for, he has a year under his belt in the system. You bring him in, you give him the chance to compete. Obviously, Dodson has been here for quite a few years, and maybe this is finally his opportunity. And you mentioned Klein. So they've got guys in the event that they miss out on one of these players, but they're also not going to pass on, on one of these top linebackers if, one either falls into their lap on day two or if they can trade up and get one of those guys uh, within that range on day two. Bill's writer for New York Upstate, Syracuse.com. He's the co-host of Shout Buffalo Football Podcast with Matt Perino. Ryan Talbot joining me on the Western Hotline talking some Bills, talking draft. So, you know, you talked about the opportunity to trade up in that second round. And, you know, some of the conversations and some of the things that were have, that Brandon Bean has said in public, maybe even as late as last week, talking about how many first-round grades. And this is always, for whatever reason, Ryan, a top, like a, like a hot-button topic for people to talk about is, oh, well, you know, they only have 15 or 17 first-round grades. What the heck? And, like, every year, that seems to be some level of conversation. Uh, and it's no surprise that it is again. But because he sort of mentioned almost feeling like a level of maybe disappointment about um, how deep this draft is in terms of first-round grades, do, it, what's a scenario in your mind that might fit best for the Bills to move back? And maybe that's the best scenario for the Bills, almost like the same way that Buddy Nick's sort of justified taking E.J. E. Manuel, right? Which was like, they could have stayed at whatever it was, eight or nine and taken E.J. Manuel, and people probably would have been very upset with that pick. But he ends up moving back, you know, we know that they, and Tavon Austin goes in that pick to the Rams, and the Bills move back to, what is it, 16, 17, and then they end up taking E.J. Manuel, and you almost hedge it a little bit, and you say, well, you know, we could have taken him at eight, but we feel much better about taking him at 17. And is that maybe, maybe the best scenario for the Bills to take a, a linebacker without maybe... Mm, overdrafting a player and and at the same time maybe picking up an asset or two or the scenario that I'm kind of falling more and more in love with if they can find a way to make it work is trading back with Arizona and using the you know the 27th pick to flip back with 34 and find a way to get DeAndre Hopkins you know if that latter situation can come to fruition that would be ideal obviously there, there's cap issues that would have to be worked out there uh, but Hopkins would, would kind of show that the Bills would be going all in on, on this season. And, you know, Brandon Bean has kind of said, well, I don't want to just kind of go the Rams route and go all in. Uh, but the Rams have a Lombardi trophy in their trophy case from going all in. And, and right now, you know, the Bills don't. So there, there's something about maybe going all in when you feel like you have that talent, when you have a lot of these guys that are getting older uh, at key positions on this team, maybe going all in is not the worst philosophy. So if that latter situation could happen, yes, I, I would definitely be all for that if I were a Bills fan. That being said, trading down, obviously, you have to find the trade partner. And there, there could be a few in this draft class. And, and Matt and I have kind of talked on Chow about uh, the, the fact that a, a Hendon Hooker, for instance, could still be there late in round one. And a, a team that misses out on a quarterback early might really like Hooker is that guy that you can – uh, develop as your, your franchise quarterback. And it's important to get a, a quarterback in round one because of that fifth-year option. 
Uh, if, you, if they're a hit, then you're going to have them on a cost-controlled deal for that extra year. So maybe there's a team uh, that wants to trade up to 27 for that. When we had Joe B on the pod, uh, wing nuts recently, he mentioned actually tight ends another position where someone might want to trade up because, oh, right behind you is Cincinnati. And uh, they're probably going to be in play for one of the top tight ends. So if you want to get your guy, you might want to trade ahead of them, and, and that would let the Bills drop back too. So, yeah, if they acquire an extra day two pick and, and uh, a few other picks along the way and make that work in their favor, yes. If you, if you end up taking a linebacker early in round two, that, that definitely softens the blow. Or you can take it with one of your other, your original second round pick if someone falls there too. So uh, all about trading back, it's just a matter of finding that trade partner. And then the kind of last area I wanted to ask you about, because I, I think, you know, linebacker, defensive tackle, these are, and, and even tight end to a certain extent, have, field, have felt like the most in vogue positions to talk about with the Bills. You know, one position that I think everyone will try to just continue to talk about is running back. I, I've got the distinct feeling that the, the room is settled. I, I, I like Harris a lot as your, your singletary replacement that I think brings you a little bit more uh, bang for your buck, a, a better maybe north-south runner, um, and a guy that can break off big runs. I mean, as on display multiple times against this Bills defense. Uh, do, do you still get the sense that maybe this is a team looking to add another running back? I, I don't suspect that. Even if B. John Robinson is there at 27, first of all, I don't think he will be. I, I don't think the Bills go anywhere near that. And and the only reason is because of the amount of money that they've dedicated to a Hines and to a... Now, I, I know you know Harris ends up being like a million and a half or something, but I just it feels like that room is, is maybe the most sealed, signed, sealed, and delivered room on the roster as like this is what we're going to go into game day. If they want to add a body in the sixth round or in a UDFA, I think that makes a lot of sense to me, a Blackshear from last year. But I, I just do not get the sense, Ryan, this is a team that's going to spend a premium asset, a, a top three, um, you know, first, second, or third round pick on a running back. It, are, are you kind of along that lines as well? You know, I'm more along those lines than expecting them to take one early. If Bijan does fall to 27, though, it's going to be an interesting conversation to be had because we've heard over the years about Buffalo's interest in running backs, and obviously Travis Etienne is the first one that comes to mind. Last year uh, with Brees Hall, those ended up being more rumors than truth, but I, I really do think a few years ago they were all in on getting a guy like Etienne, and Bijan Robinson's uh, more talented, at least, Coming into this league than an ETN, we saw ETN could do last week, different skill sets and things like that, obviously. But if he were to fall, I think the Bills will have a tough decision to make because he's definitely going to be a guy that they have a first-round grade on. It's going to test Brandon Bean in terms of his best player available. Philosophy. Yeah, his, <laughs> yeah, his best player available because if he were there at 27, there's not going to be anyone else that I think is going to be close to him. Uh, so that's the only scenario there. But I do think they really like this running back room. I, they like Damian Harris for what he can do obviously there's injury concerns there based on his uh what he's done in his career with new england uh i think that they really like naheem hines that they reworked his deal to make sure he could be there but th- those are two guys that you could potentially kind of get out of those deals if you needed to especially harris not much guaranteed to him uh but the biggest reason i would be against it is it kind of devalues james cook a guy that you just mm, spent a second yep. round pick on one year ago, and I get that maybe he's not a traditional three-down back, but that doesn't mean that you cannot utilize him and still make him your lead back and give him a, a set amount of carries or touches uh, per week because I like what we saw from him in, in that limited role last year where he would break off you know, 10, 20-yard runs, and we didn't really get to see him enough as a pass catcher, in my opinion, uh, but he was supposed to be the best pass catcher in that draft as well, so I still think there's uh, a lot to his game that the Bills can can utilize this year and beyond. All right, Ryan, appreciate you, buddy. Enjoy uh, enjoy the enjoy the draft next week. Obviously, I mean, a lot of prep work goes into that. So, uh, good luck with that, and uh, we'll talk again soon. I'm sure, my friend. Hey, sounds great. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, buddy. Ryan Talbot there of New York Upstate Syracuse.com and the Shout Buffalo Football Podcast. Going to take a time out. I got to get two breaks in. Then Mike Tanier of Football Outsiders joins us at noon. We'll get more of a national perspective. Are the Texans really not going to take a quarterback? I just, I think I refuse to believe that. We'll get Mike's thoughts. That's coming up at noon here on WGR. Load up on some great WGR apparel at WGR550shop.com. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, and more, including a new We Still Believe sweatshirt. Get yours now before they're gone at WGR550shop.com. Did you know that you can now listen to all your favorite teams, station shows, and even podcasts, all on the free Odyssey app? Download it today. You know the drill. Quick in and out uh, segment here. Mike Tanier. 
Football Outsiders going to join us next. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Get uh, kind of the national outlook, maybe away from the sun a little bit in terms of maybe what the Bills should go with uh, at 27. Should they trade back? Should they trade up? Should there, is there a position they should go for? Are the Houston Texans really going to not take a quarterback at two because they won that terrible game at the end of the year to push them out of the number one pick? Um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about, so we'll do all of that. That's coming up here at the 12 o'clock hour with Mike Tenier Football Outsiders. Don't go anywhere here on WGR. Go to WGR550shop.com now to see all the t-shirts, sweatshirts, and hoodies, and more. Perfect for the Buffalo sports fan in your house. Get an all-Buffalo, all-the-time hoodie for yourself while you're there. WGR550shop.com. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.